Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello. 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 Here we are. Here we are. Episode seven. Yay. Episode seven? Yeah, episode seven. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes, yes. I was like, ago. surely you just said that wrong. Okay. <laughs> I looked at her like, what? Yeah, Madeline's face. I thought I'd I wish something. She was like, excuse me, I don't think you know how to count. <laughs> no, she's right. It's episode, it's episode, seven. episode seven. And this is the second episode in yes. our um, mystery suspense theme. No, mm-hmm. no, we decided last time it was romance suspense, right? Well, we decided that the, D, the D. Henderson book specifically was romantic. Well, so is this one. Uh, yeah, no, but I feel like that's what we decided. The oh, last yes, time was yes, that yes, that yes. book specifically was categorized. <clears throat> yes, that's true. Um, but, yes. But so yes, this, this week <laughs> we're discussing "Never Let Go" by Elizabeth Goddard. Yes. Yes. What a read. What a read. I'd never, I'd heard of this author, but I'd never read anything. Oh, by for some her reason, before. I thought you had read her before. I, I mean, had never no. heard of her. I'd heard of her, but never read anything by her. But now we can all say that we've heard of her and have read something by her. Well, well. Yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we have. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> the beauty of this podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, this was a good book. This yes. was, yeah, it was, it was I liked a ride. It. Yeah. yeah, it was a it different was, kind of ride than. Some other rides that we've had, but <laughs> that we've been it was on. still a ride. Yes, <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Obviously, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, gosh. The Yikes. Books that we've discussed Ooh, in this podcast. Move along. Yeah. Um, so, should we go ahead and do a summary? Yes. I'm going to be reading it. it this time. Yes. Morgan, can I get your copy? Because I'm oh, yeah. from the library. Of course. And is it? The barcode is covering, which, if oh. you know, you know. I mean, how many times know. have we been trying Cla- to... Classic, classic library. Classic library. I mean, I guess you don't want to cover up the author's picture, but, like, you could cover up the reviews sometimes. Like, I want to read the plot yeah, on. on the back. Come on. Why, yeah. do they, why do they do that? Or on the, the, the side binding, but I guess then you couldn't see it on the shelf anyways. Yeah. Morgan, you, can't you used to work at a library. Side. I did. I don't know. Is there a particular reason why they're, they usually cover I was up the plot not, summary? I was not a part of the... That's actually, like, at the central library branch. Mm-hmm. That's where they do all of the book buying. Okay. This is a deep dive that nobody asked for. No, but. we did ask for that. <laughs> she literally just asked for <laughs> Like, so in every library system, there's okay. always one central library branch because okay. almost every, li- unless it's just like an independent library, mm-hmm. but most aren't. So the central library is the one that does all of the book buying for the whole county mm-hmm. um, and the whole, the whole library system. Yeah. And they are the ones who get the new book shipments. They label it and they decide even like where it's going to be categorized, like YA, G- juvenile fiction, whatever. So they are the ones who do all the stickers oh. and then they send it to the individual branch. I was not working at the central branch. I was working at a very small country branch that was a part of a bigger central library system. Okay. So, so you had to do with barcode places. The new books came to us with pre-barcoded Got and it. we just put them on the shelf. So I don't, yes. I don't know about that. That's okay. <laughs> I was just curious because I've always wondered about that throughout my life. So that's yeah. even insightful to know that it's not my local library doing that. It's the no, central hub. It's the main Which might be my local library. I don't know. That's I could true. ask them next May. Excuse me, are you the central hub of the library system? It probably does. And some you should, you should ask your librarian, can you guys stop putting the barcodes? <laughs> Excuse me, I have some feedback. Oh gosh. Onto the, the librarian will look at you so like, that I cannot I read. <laughs> what, but, what, but what if I said, so my friends and I started 
started a Christian fiction podcast and we love reading books and one way that, that I read them is getting them from the library and I like literally had this whole spiel and then I could say one thing I have noticed though it's a little hard to read the plot I have a critique <laughs> I don't know who I could talk to about that is there like a yeah. head librarian <laughs> there is but they don't have anything to do with that again. yes okay well good to know anyways <laughs> okay so it's like we're stuck with it <laughs> that's okay but Morgan bought the book so we're good okay sure so um, this is the summary for Never Let Go. The case may be cold, but things are about to heat up. <laughs> Forensic genealogist Willow Anderson is following in her late grandfather's footsteps in her quest for answers about a baby abducted from a hospital more than 20 years ago. When someone makes an attempt on Willow's life to keep her from discovering the truth, help will come from an unexpected source. Ex FBI agent and Willow's ex-flame aka ex-lover or really or boyfriend significant other is it saying all of this no <laughs> oh i was, I was like the word flame no, that's flame oh, i mean yeah it's sure boyfriend. yeah <laughs> sorry that was an odette aside I, oh. I'll, I'll start to sentence over <laughs> i was like wait what <laughs> or it's like what book are you <laughs> ex-fbi agent and willow's ex-flame austin mccade readily offers to protect the woman he should have never she, he never should have let get, get away Together, they will follow where the clues lead them, even if it means Austin must face the past he spent much of his life trying to forget and put Willow's tender heart at risk. Ooh. Ooh. All right. I cannot... So I'm so sorry. This technically has something to do with the back cover, though. Oh, no, it doesn't. Never mind. <laughs> it was a mini deep dive that I did in my research. I actually did do one bit of research, that, would, but it's about this author. Uh, oh, well, so I don't well know we can talk about that, right yeah. Yo, we'll talk about the author before we, we, we jump into, because um, I wanted to talk about the fact that this is a first book in a series, because yes. I thought that was an important thing. And the series on. is called Uncommon Justice. Mm. So good. Um, well, I'm okay, so reading these on my downtime, honestly. I was actually thinking that too. I was like, <laughs> I want to pick up the second one. Well, because book. Austin, you meet his brother. Mm -hmm. And he's and the he's hero here. of the second. Oh, that's what yes. I was assuming. I was like, yes. surely so they're his yeah. brother surely Heath he's in the yeah. next is book. The, I did some research. His brother mm -hmm. Heath is the hero of book two. And then and his then brother their long Liam. Lost bro. Liam mm -hmm. is the hero of book three. Yeah. Ah. I honestly, I probably will see if I can read the other. Honestly, I probably will see if my local library has them. Yes. And may or may not comment on barcode places. <laughs> well, just while you're there, two birds, one stone. <laughs> anyway, so what you deep dive? Oh, okay. Author. So it wasn't a well. It was actually a semi deep dive. So Elizabeth Goddard. Okay. So this is something I feel like the past few books that we've read, we've not run into this, but this with Elizabeth Goddard enters into the realm of Christian fiction that I like to call, why are all the Christian fiction writers from Texas? Because if you look, there are so many Christian fiction writers from Texas. There's so many. Am I wrong? No, I've, you are not wrong. Right? Yes. There's I so don't, many. I also think that that's something that, that I've noticed. Or the South in right? general. Yes. Well, and I'm sure that could have the Bible Belt. The Bible, Bible Belt, right. people. But because mm -hmm. Madeline and I are both from Texas, I think that, or at least me, I mean, we are both from Texas, but <laughs> honestly, like, I honestly, I don't know where Madeline's from. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant at least me. <laughs> she said, 
how long we're <laughs> That's like such an older sister oh thing. Like, <laughs> no, at least I, I know where I'm from. No. I don't know where my little sister's from. How old she came from? Where'd that girl come from? I still, Too bad y'all look like sisters. I'm still having conversations with my parents about it. Honestly, like, why? Or is she still here? No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm joking. That's 100%. There is so much sister love that you don't. Have to I love worry. my sister. I love both my sisters. Um, Anna Depp, she's not my sister. This is a whole thing. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I feel like this is gonna be the podcast oh, of tangents. Okay, okay. Listen, so, so Madeline and I are both, both from, from Texas. Texas. So I, me specifically, Morgan, mm-hmm. I tend to notice a lot when authors are from Texas or write about Texas. I like those books a lot, and I've always just accredited that to the fact that I was from Texas. That's what I meant. Anyways, so Elizabeth Goddard is from Texas, and I looked on her website because I was curious because she says in her bio that she's a seventh generation Texan. Wow. Okay, which. Right? Okay. So I looked on her bio online and she, because I was like, oh, what part of Texas is she from? And she didn't say, but she gave a little clue as to what part of Texas she, she was from. So I did some Googling and I found out that Elizabeth Goddard was born and raised in Kilgore, Texas. Okay, I know where that which is. Which exactly, because, exactly. So it's like literally like an hour and a half, hour 45 from the town that where, Madeline and I yes. grew up in and that both of our husbands are were also born and raised in. Born and raised. <laughs> so I just thought that that was random and interesting that <coughs> she was from Kilgore. Yes, yeah, I know Texas is a huge state. Yes. So a lot of times, unless it's the big, the Dallas. big four, yeah. you don't Austin, know. Austin. Yeah, exactly. San Antonio is the other one that I kind of consider a big one. You don't typically necessarily know all of the town, but when people mention towns in East Texas, a lot of times I know them, and Kilgore is one of those. So I thought that was interesting and random. But also, I feel like I'm going to do my own personal tally of how many of the upcoming authors we have that are Texans. Yes. So right now we're one. This is number one, because I did look back on the other ones. None of the other ones were. One of seven. Um, One of seven. Exactly. So. We'll, we'll, we'll have to keep a running tally for sure. That I'm curious. And keep it going. I thought it was so interesting because I also looked at her website. She literally says at one point um, from her growing up, there were so many oil pumps in my hometown that even their gentle, that at night, their gentle hum lulled me to sleep. Wow. That was the that's, clue. That, that's where the clue is oh, about Kilgore is in uh-huh. there. I was about to say, like that. that sounds like East Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. Wow. Well, that I love. So that was that was my random aside. I love it. Um, So we should probably do star ratings. Yes. Let's do star ratings. If if you're hearing a weird sound outside, it's probably an airplane, perhaps, or some kind of or uh, somebody drilling for oil out in the (laughs) apartment complex parking lot. Too bad it's in Texas. You never know. We don't. You never know. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Star rating. Star ratings. Madeline, would you like to go first? Sure. Um, Well. Uh, on Goodreads, I gave it a four stars because I didn't want to give it a three. But really, I feel like my rating is a three and a half stars. Okay. But again, more. Well, I didn't. I feel like I've given three, like a three star rating to books that I would have given a three and a half star to if they, if they had a, that on Goodreads. But this one I gave a four because I felt like it leaned more towards four. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that the. <clears throat> Well, the storyline was very interesting, captivating, moved, the pace was quick and easy to read, mm-hmm. and the characters, for the most part, the characters were relatable, mm-hmm. I think, um, for the most part, and I just enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was fun. Yeah. It was a fun read. It was for very sure. fun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite Perhaps. being like a suspense 
both what you right. said and like yeah, there crying. Were, there were like, tense moments. There was very was, tense like, moments. Yeah. And but it was, I yeah. feel like you said that in a previous podcast, you said that wasn't your favorite genre, but I feel like the yeah. fact that you gave this such a high rating speaks to the fact that it feels very readable mm-hmm. and it feels like you're just on this fun journey versus mm-hmm. it feeling like this tedious, because even when things happen, it you don't feel the stress that sometimes you feel in other books, at yes. least in my opinion. Yes. Um, I will say that, so I always... Well, at least in the last four or five episodes, I look on Goodreads and see what other people rate them because I'm so yeah. curious. And I will tell you that someone on Goodreads rated this 3.5 stars because they literally rated it four and they literally wrote in it 3.5 stars. Mm. Okay. What is the average star rating on Goodreads? Do you know where to find that? Is it the top? This is just me being curious. I could have looked at it ahead of time. Um, look 4. at that. 4. 1. 4.13. So if you think about that, that means that um, points can exist. That's true. Right. For the record, we had said that that wasn't a thing because Goodreads... Well, Goodreads doesn't let you rate stuff in. But they're average, so it seems to be that they can, so why can't we? Well, you know what? We can. I'm going to... We're going to do it. I mean, we, we can and we do. We've been doing it the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> okay! Wow, that's and accusatory. Wow. That's accusatory. I mean, is she right? Yes. But, like, why be so accusatory? <laughs> I'm just saying. She said, and you two have been doing, doing it the whole time. Just wait till you hear what my rating is today. <laughs> I've officially changed my rating system. This book made me change my rating system. Oh, okay. Because well, I felt like a whole star rating couldn't. Okay, so I feel like. Wow, we're, we're finally t- seeing eye to eye. Look at that. I'm listening. <laughs> How about we uh, let the listeners um, percolate a little bit and think about what your rating is going to be, and I'll give mine, okay. and then we'll go to you. Think about it. Um, okay, Good so trip. mine is a 3.5. <laughs> I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was really good. This is mm-hmm. one of my favorite genres, not just in um, Christian fiction, but also in movies, in shows. Like, I love, love, love this type of, like, I'm solving a crime together. I meet someone. There's love interest. But I also had some thoughts. And I think it's interesting because one thing, I don't know if you ladies feel this, but this podcast, I think sometimes if you're just reading a book to read it, or just reading it and really thinking about how do you feel about it? What are your thoughts? Like overall things, I, I I found that it's in a good way. I've become a more critical reader, which I think can be a really good thing. So you're Absolutely. enjoying the story, but you're also thinking about like, what do I like about it? What do I not like about it? And also too, I feel like because we're doing themes now, I was like, oh, I compared it in a way to Dee Henderson yes. and like what I liked about her book. But, and um, you obviously ho- hopefully have heard that podcast. If not, go back. And these obviously aren't a series, but it is a theme. And so it could be interesting to kind of compare the two as well. Cause they're, yes. they're very similar in the sense that like there's a long case that they're kind of dealing with throughout yes. the book. There is a, I mean, in this one, it's like a guy and a girl who dated and then mm-hmm. se- separated ways. And now he's back and they're back in each other's lives. But I think that for me, there was a lot of um, interesting things. You know, he, the guys are both FBI agents, like, you know, and the yeah. women are both very well educated. So anyways, yeah. um, that mm-hmm. is 3.5 is my um, rating for this book. So my rating is um, 4.25. What? Okay, what? You, you yelled at me two podcasts ago from Logan House because I gave a 0.25 rating and you said that there wasn't a thing I could do. <laughs> I just said it wasn't even on the Goodreads spectrum is what I said. Well, no, you're not on the Goodreads spectrum. No. Well, what, what it's, it's our redeeming lit spectrum. Get it? There it is. Well, well. back home. <laughs> Full circle. Okay. When when, um, when we have our website up, which I'm sh- by the point that they're listening here, it, hopefully. it, it will be up. No, <coughs> it, 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 it's going to be up by episode um, six. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, I'm wondering if we could include on there like our average star ratings in our own system. Love it. I oh, think we should. That'd be so fun. Let's do that. Let's figure out a way to make it happen. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, so I'll talk the, to my people. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> <AKA> myself. <laughs> <laughs> and Google. Oh, that's doing the whole thing. Um, <laughs> no, but so my reasoning kind of for that, and then it honestly got me, and I kind of wish that I could like go back to the beginning and reformulate my strict way of thinking about stars because I was like, okay, so <laughs> for like I really liked it. Yeah, I really really liked it, but to me, it didn't quite like I didn't. I probably won't reread it 50,000 times, but I also love this genre. And I would venture to say, like, I feel like you, you kind of have to rate stuff within their own genres. So I think I loved this. I liked this one a little bit more than the London house, just because I like this type of genre more than the London house. Got it. Okay. But it's not necessary. You know what I mean? So yes. anyway, so I was just like thinking about all the stuff. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start doing quarter stars, half stars, and regsy stars. Three quarter stars? Three quarter. Right. Yeah. 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 If, the, if the book demands. If, yeah. Wow. If the book demands. <laughs> that was really good. Anyway, so 4.25 4. <laughs> wow. was my star rating for Never Like Up. Okay. Wow. Wow. I feel like I kind of want mine to be then 3.75. <laughs> you can change it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to go on the record and change Whoa. it. Whoa. I'm going to stick with 3.5 though because like Morgan and Odette mentioned, they really love this genre. Yes. I like the genre. It's not my favorite though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mentioned that's this. Last so that's week. a good disclaimer, though, yes. going into my no. like the 100%. thoughts that I bring yes. to this episode. Hundred percent. Well. Um, so should we uh, dive into the book? Let's dive in. Let's, let's dive, dive in. in. <laughs> um, <laughs> side note: I feel like we should make some merch with "Let's Dive In." Yeah, I, I have some thoughts on how it could look, and I feel like it'd be very fun and playful. Love it. And it could be a mug and also a, a sweatshirt or T-shirt. Of course, I want it to be all of those things, and I, I want, want to wear them every day of my life. And I want to drink from the mug while we're recording oh, the podcast. Yes, yes. We can take a selfie. Wow, that that's perfect. Amazing. Let's do it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> get on that. Of course. <laughs> all right, I was about to say RSVP. But I'm at ASAP. <laughs> can you can, can you get can you respond to this one? Yes. Okay. So, so, so that you heard it here first on episode seven. There will be merch coming out. TBD yes. on timing. Get um, ready. Get ready. <laughs> I'm saying TBD on timing and words like get, get ready. ready. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, okay. So okay, so we start out the book. This. The chapters are crazy short, and the action just starts right away and just keeps it doesn't stop. And I texted you that, so I started reading this book before either of them, and I literally texted them last week, I think it was, and I was like, "Ladies, prepare yourself. It starts out like with the action pass, which is not wrong. No, it's like from chapter one through the. And honestly, okay, so when we say I think there's. 67, 70 chapters. Yeah. We're, we're not 69 joking. No, chapters. Yeah. 69 chapters. It's like regular. There's like 350 pages or something. Yeah. It's a but regular page. It's that like most chapters are about four or five pages yeah. long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it starts out and Willow is our main character and she, her grandfather has just died. No, right? before it, I thought the first chapter starts with the the hospital situation or, or the prologue. Oh, the prologue. I just skipped oh, the, the prologue. prologue. Yes. Oh, that's we can't the prologue. Oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, wow. we can't skip it. <laughs> you are you're so the one who gave it a 4.25 rating. I'm sorry. And then you this is so, somebody else talking. Okay, so the prologue. Actually, the prologue. <laughs> Morgan needs a minute. I, I had read. <laughs> I had read the the plot summary on the back of the book before I started reading the book, so I knew that there was a child abduction. In part of a plot. Mm -hmm. And the prologue opens, and it's a flashback to that moment. 21 years ago, yep. Yes. And there's a woman who is dressed as a a nurse in a hospital, 
and you know right away, oh, she's going into somebody's hospital room and she's going to take their baby. Mm-hmm. And it was just her in 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 inner dialogue about why yes, she's her inner dialogue she's like justifying of yeah. her like trying to blend in. Like you know, she picks the lunch mm-hmm. rush because people would be coming and going from rooms. She wouldn't be too out of place. Yeah. Um, and I was just so like taken aback, like immediately taken aback. Like what? This woman is taking somebody's baby from their hospital room. I want to point out that I. So every chapter, the prologue, everything has this like date and time stamps at yes. the top. Mm-hmm. I didn't read any of those. What? Oh, no. So I started out the prologue and I was like, eh, false. This would never happen. This woman has no idea how babies in hospitals are. I have recently had a child less than a year ago. You've recently had two children. Well, yes, but I recent, my most recent one was less than a year ago. And they put a, literally a tracker ankle bracelet on the on the children. baby because so of if, this. So if you get close to the door, that buzzer goes off, and they're but like, they, somebody's trying to take the baby. And it's even if, and I had one nurse be like, "Honey, if you even accidentally get your baby within five feet of that, those buzzers mm-hmm. will go off, and it's a whole procedure. So just steer clear of that door." I was like, "Yikes!" What okay. door specifically? It's like the exit door okay. for the floor. You know, like the. The I thought you meant the room door. door. I was like, that feels a little bit dangerous. No, the maternity, maternity floor. Because you're allowed to like take the baby out in a little thing and walk yes, around the maternity floor, but you just can't get to the exit, close to the exit door of the maternity floor. So anyways, so that was kind of confusing because it actually made me angry at first. I was like, what are they talking about? They can't take... Nobody can just take a baby anymore. But then I went back and looked and I was like, oh, 21 20 years, years ago. ago. So that would have been what? 21 years ago? Assuming These, this book is written in... So it would be uh, two. This book was written in 2019, I think, technically. So, so. 2019, then it would be what? Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have the bands with the tracker on the babies yeah. nowadays now. for this very for this reason, reason. For this because very this reason. stuff actually happened. Yes. Yes. Which is crazy. crazy. Is insane. Well, and in this, you find out that the woman who takes the baby, you don't know who she is. You just like hear about <clears> her. Yes. You're like hearing. You find out the reason why she is justifying why she's stealing another woman's literal newborn baby from the hospital is because the woman is dying of leukemia. Yes. Yes. Which and is an she, important plot point. Yes. She, no, absolutely. She, so she is justifying it. And she, and you can tell she's like wrestling with it. And I'm not justifying her. I'm saying she herself as a character justifies killing yes. someone's baby because the woman's going to die and this baby needs a mother. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. she's not sick. And so she could take care of the baby. Yes. So that's the prologue. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sets you up. Yeah. You're like, wow, That's the reason okay, why I said action right. from page one. Buckle yeah, really. Up. Buckle up. Okay. So, so then, then chapter one. Where we meet Willow. Present day. Present day. Willow is, her grandfather has just passed away and he ran a, what was the study Anderson, Anderson Consulting. Consulting. Yes. <clears throat> it was um, a private... It was um, real, right? I mean, he like found people. Genealogical. Right? Genealogical. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. She is a forensic genealogist. So okay. I obviously had to do a deep dive. Is yeah. this a real thing? Is this something Elizabeth Goddard made up? Because if it was, like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah. But I found out that it's an actual real career. So I literally okay. googled what is a forensic genealogist. It's a real thing. <clears throat> And so it is um, a term used particularly in the U.S. to describe genealogical research, analysis, and reporting, in many cases with legal implications often involving living individuals. Forensic genealogists may be called upon in court to provide expert testimony, typically furnish affidavits and research reports to their clients, and adhere to the genealogical proof standard established by the Certification Board of Genealogists. Um, So I was like, well, okay, but what does that mean? 
So it's literally like looking for someone locating in a legal matter. Um, I found this whole website called Missing Heir, as in like an heir to a throne or an heir to a fortune or something. Um, and so basically a lot of times they're, they're used um, for, um, I'm, I'm searching for someone who is passed to like mm -hmm. figure something out. Yes. Um, so it's the study of ancestry for the use in legal fields. So specifically, that's why the court okay. is involved. Like traditional genealogists, forensic genealogists investigate and create genealogies and establish family bloodlines, often using the same sources of some of the same sources of evidence. The main difference is that forensic genealogists will produce a legal identification of an individual that can stand up in exacting ex standards of proof required to present their results in courts. Okay. So that's yes. kind of the the main difference here. Um, and um, so some of the stuff that uh, uh, JT is Willow's grandfather's name, JT mm -hmm. and Willow did at their business wouldn't necessarily be what forensic genealogists would do. No. Some of that was kind of probably for the story. Like, yes. yeah. like but, looking at people's family trees and, and finding long lost relatives, that kind yes, of thing. Unless it was for something of a legal matter. But I'm thinking, so I don't think he in the book was a forensic genealogist. I think she was. Because uh, some of the beginning of the book, it kind of was seemed, his business. Yes, because she kind of worked there, but it kind of seemed like she, because she talked about, did she, throughout the book, did she have the same gut instincts as her grandfather? So I think some of it is that, and she was raised by him, which we'll get into. So I think that, that to me it was that he did the genealogy stuff and she was the forensic genealogist so anyways um oh so i did look up to um what the um salaries would be because i was curious oh, so yes please send reported <laughs> gene, forensic genealogy <laughs> salaries range from fifty one thousand three hundred seventy four dollars to eighty seven thousand nine hundred ninety eight so so i mean not I mean, not a shabby career. So no, it's, that's legit. it's no historian, as we talked about in. No, no, what did I talk about? Um, last time it was the negotiator. That oh. It depends on oh. when, like, where you are. The, it was what, 30 to 90 or something? Right. <laughs> like, she quite the range. Yeah. So, oh, anyways. Were we talking about her? I was about to say forensic paleontologist, but that's <laughs> right. But I feel like maybe we need to find one. <laughs> Wait, aren't all paleontologists forensic <laughs> paleontologists? I don't know. Probably. That's not what she was. Pathologist? No, no, but also no, she, she wasn't was in. She was a hostage, hostage negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Kate from the last three In my head. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, the forensic paleontologist. <laughs> what like, book did you read? I, like, I totally missed that book. Anyway, so okay. just kind of some fun things. So it is in fact, so, and I guess if you're interested in family bloodlines and that kind of thing and looking into records for the purpose of t testifying in court maybe that's a interesting maybe career. that's the job for you yeah um, heard yeah, it here, so people. she's <laughs> so she's kind Her of cleaning out <laughs> oh my gosh so he's passed away she's like in tragically Yes. He was a young grandfather who seemed very fit, very smart, like very with it. And so you basically are taken into the middle of her cleaning out his office. Yes. And, and she's trying offices, to decide yeah, if she's, she's going to keep the business, business going. Or yeah, she's down, like not like sure. And so his assistant Dane is there. And so she's like clearly like very upset. And then she finds out that the, that the last case that he was working on, that literally he was working on when he died. Mm -hmm. um, and at this point it is that he just tragically died. It wasn't yeah. like, there was nothing. Yeah, he was, yes, it was, it was a, a hit accident. He was, well, he was riding his bicycle, bicycle and was hit by a car. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you find out the last case that he was working on yes. before he died was, was this missing this child abduction case from 21 years ago. That the, was the in the, the prologue. The yes. birth mother approached him saying, "She's like somebody had stole my daughter. Yeah, I have three months to live because of cancer. Somebody stole my daughter 21 years ago. I would like to find her and be reunited with her before I, I have die. three months. Yeah, and so then she finds out that that was a month ago. So now basically, there's two months for yeah. her to. For, for Willow. Well, for Willow to find this if she's going to, because she's not even sure <laughs> she wants to. And she finds out, too, that JT, again, her grandfather, called Austin McCade because he wanted some her help. Ex-flame. Her, her ex-flame. Her ex-flame. But, like, here's the, the thing. You actually find out they actually weren't just flames. They actually dated. That's what that's what a flame is. No, I don't think. Yes. Wait, really? Yeah. I always thought a flame was, like, someone who you, like, fawned after but didn't actually no. date. That's like a... Like the, someone you had a thing with. You had a yes. thing with. Oh. Exactly. Oh, I didn't know that. Wait, oh, seriously? Yeah. Yes. I think, yeah, it can be, I think it can be, like, an unofficial flame, though. It could be, like, official or unofficial. So yes. whether... So how, but like, how, how intense the flame is. is. Exactly. Right. It was it, like... Was it a... <laughs> Were you wow. talking about fire? <laughs> I was going to start making fire comparisons. And then I realized I don't know enough about this to do relationship Or white hot. White hot. Oh, my God. What kind of flame was it? How long did the coals burn? If you had the embers been kindled. <laughs> the embers are rekindling. Oh, my God. Anyway, so she finds out. She finds <laughs> out. Stop. Woo, reading it in. Deep breath, ladies. Wow. Okay, so okay, so basically, <laughs> you find out that he called J that JT called Austin yes. about this case because he specializes in the FBI with the uh, Cade or Cade? Card. 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 Thank yes. you. I knew it was something. Child mm-hmm. abduction recovery department. Department. Something like that. Something. Like so that. he had specialized in that when he was working yes. for the FBI. He currently does not but work for the JT FBI. JT doesn't know that. He's XFBI. I'm solo. Lone wolf. He's but right, wolf. he's still a private investigator. Yes, yes. but he's not working. Yes. For the FBI. So then, chapter two, you jump in. She and she decides to take the notes home. Yes, yes. JT's notes from his initial meeting yes. with this birth mother. Yes, exactly. But she's like gonna sleep on it. She doesn't know if she's gonna take the case. She's or not. trying to figure out. I will yes. tell you too. One thing I really liked about this book too. I've said this on many a podcast. I love when you hear woman's perspective and the man's perspective. Mm-hmm. So this book flip flip flops yes. back and forth. Love it. And amazing. So then you kind yes. of meet meet Austin, and he basically decides that he's going to because he hears about JT that he's going to go to Seattle to and comfort Willow, Willow and her time of to sadness. right I mean to, to express to, his condolences in person because he because, feels like because JT and him worked together he liked JT it was all about Willow though it was all about Willow but, but I'm just saying was, that like, I feel his, like in his defense it was like, appropriate because, I'm not saying it was inappropriate I'm well, just saying I, it was just about saying, like, Willow I, it was actually it was a white hot he is still he is still the embers are burning Actually, yeah, actually, that torch. But legitimately, the coals are are hot still for him. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, I know they're so burning. We all know. <laughs> so he's like, loud and clear. We reach out. He's like, I can't send flowers. Like offering my condolences. That's too cold. Yes. I have to go and say it yes. in person. Yes. I'll just go to Seattle and see her. It's no big deal. Like no big yes. deal. Basically, I'm gonna sh- like stop by, just gonna show up unannounced, and and share some condolences. Then Willow, as Madeline mentioned, oh takes the notes home. And then she wakes up to the smell of smoke and her house is burning down. Yes. Like literally. Oh my God. Around her as she sleeps. Yes. yes. Exactly. Literally around her. She like can't get out and then the firemen come and, and save her. And I want to point out, she goes into, this made me angry. She walks into, her, the door is open. 
She, oh, walks, yes. she walks into her house that and night. She was like, and the whoops, doors forgot open. She's like, whoops, forgot to lock it. It's like no. red flag. Girl. I immediately, I wrote down in my notes, like, what are you doing? Rookie mistake. Like, yeah. why are you going to well, your house? I did think, though, that perhaps in her grief, because she's very traumatized, because you find out that her parents had passed away in a car accident, when they were on their way to meet her grandfather's half-brother, I think. It was like some... Do you remember, do you remember that? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I do remember yes. that. But that was a long time ago. They died yeah. when she yes. was Yes, but, but what I'm saying is her grandfather was like her family. Right, it was her... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what I'm saying is is she may have... Ra- because I thought that too, but then I was like, rationally, she may have thought in, the, in grief, maybe I forgot to lock the door. Well, the point is that the arsonist mm-hmm. was literally still in her house. In, still in, in her, her house, house when she got When home. she laid down to sleep and then set the fire ablaze around her and left. And it, that's horrifying. So she- Oh, I just got chills. Right? <laughs> it's that's so scary. That's the scariest- Also, scariest guys, environment imaginable. The, literally, there's three- This is the third book that we have read on this book. We've only done- This is the seventh episode. Yes. So three out of the four books that we have read so far- for this podcast, have involved people coming home, main characters coming back to their dwelling oh places. Oh, yes. The door being unlocked, them going in and being in a, a, a danger because of the fact that somebody had been in their home. Third book. This is the third book. Because wow. Murder Mayhem. That's right. And, um, and the then negotiator The Negotiator. And this one. one. Can we That's talk, ladies? Um, I know that there's probably guys listening to you, but I'm just going to do a PSA. Let me tell you mm-hmm. what. If you ever come home to your house and the door is unlocked, even if you think, maybe I forgot to lock it i would say call legitimately stop and call somebody call a strong friend uh, call, call a the police like, call, well call the police what yes absolutely the police, like, i've talked to people who are police officers that are like please call us for a situation like this that is why if we you are, are here. here if you are characterized by locking your door and you, then come you home, probably locked your door exactly 100 yes, so like, even if it's just a check thing. we would rather come to your house and check for you and keep you safe than you come in and us have to do damage control later, yes. basically. I've yes. had people say, like, come on, like, yes. call us. So that that's what they're there for. PSA, that is why yes. we are here. Call so a like, cop, he yes. will come and clear Even if he or she will come and clear the house for you. Yeah. They would much rather, honestly, I think in, in general, and also, like, that's just, and I know that, that these are works of fiction, but usually fiction is inspired by true life events. So I would just say, like, PSA, if you come home and you're like, I think I locked my door. Why is it unlocked? It's unlocked right now. Nine step back. one, ladies. Call yes. Yeah. Honestly, same thing for guys. Like, yes. I mean, throughout this book, Austin definitely has. Oh boy, everyone's in danger at any given time. Oh my okay, gosh. let's okay. keep moving forward. Anyway, so okay, so, so she, her she, house is burning down around her. She's able to make it out because uh, the firemen. Oh, the firemen, firemen that's right. Because that's the right. firemen, the firemen come, come and cart her out. So yeah. she be, and what they do and they say at hospital. this point? Yeah, she overhears them when they're putting her in the ambulance. Say that they don't think the fire was an accident. Yeah, think it wasn't because it got so hot so quick. Right. right? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So then, so then in the meantime, Austin is, he like lands in Seattle cause he was on a plane cause he was in Colorado. He lands in Seattle mm-hmm. and then he gets a call from someone basically saying that Willow's house burned down. So now he's like really worried about so her. He's freaked out. So he goes to the hospital. Macho man runs to the hospital. Macho, <gasps> macho man. Where's Willow? Where's Willow? Runs to her hospital room. I almost said hotel room. Runs to her hospital room. Not it's a like, hotel. Willow. <laughs> is everything okay? Willow is there. She's like, she's like, hi Austin. What? Why are you here? And she's so shocked. She literally says, I don't think this fire was an accident. And isn't she's Dana also there with McDonald's? No, Dana shows yes. up after she oh, tells yeah. him that. Because yeah, yeah. then Dana shows up and then Dana's giving Austin a stink eye because Dana yeah. was JT's assistant and she's like basically now the really the only quote unquote family that Willow has. Well, Dana yeah. has definitely taken Willow like yes. under her wing. Well, yeah, and, like, sure. But so she's guarding it because, yes, because um, 
we all know that Austin and her, the flame fizzled out in a very uncomfortable, they both got burned kind of way. Man, that's a, <laughs> oh my gosh, so. Here's, here's the thing is we're not going to stop. We're not, not going to stop. So if, if it bothers so, you, please just. Turn us off now. We're no, going to keep going. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off. <laughs> okay. You know okay. you love it. So anyway, so then they so just start eating he, McDonald's. He gets there first. The they have this conversation and she confides in him that she, what she overheard the fireman yes. say. Yes. Then Dana walks in with McDonald's. Yes. And then. And Willow's like. Austin, do you want some food? And Dana's like munching on a hash brown saying, I don't trust this guy. We don't want to give him any of our food. Well, and really munches on hash she brown. She didn't say that. She said it with her eyes. That, well, that's the point though. You I know what she said. Are real. Yeah. I, yes. I Begrudgingly gives him a breakfast yes. sandwich. Austin, yes. Austin <laughs> knew and then he what she asked, and, the, and he literally asked Willow and says, what did you mean when you said that you don't think the fire was an accident? So then she kind of tries to downplay it, but he's like, no, this isn't who Willow is because yeah. he knows her. And he's like, she's she's not a scaredy cat. Like She's not right. someone who would just like make something up. Um, and so... Yes. Um, he, um, so then basically he decides that he's going to do some investigating and he tells her like, I'm going to look into this for you, you know, cause of course he's now the, the, the protector. Well, wait, um, does he, does she say she wants to hire him in this juncture or does no, he say no, 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 later? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, but he, she does also find out so that cause she thinks he's still in the FBI and he says he's, he, he's <laughs> oh, yeah, ex FBI. She's, she's like, this is out of the FBI. Yeah, and he says ex FBI. So you're not sure what happened. He kind of alludes to something happening, but he doesn't really tell you like in the what the details. Yes. So then he goes to the firehouse and he decides that the way he's going to find out about this fire, which was actually really smart on his part. You can tell he's like an investigator. He yes. literally goes to the firehouse and basically <laughs> yeah. says that he's a friend of Willow's um, and he wants to meet yeah. the firefighters who brought her out who of the house, her, who saved her, personally. to thank them personally, and so she smart. will be over yes. to, to thank them later. Mm -hmm. um, and so he ends up talking to the one guy and you can literally tell he's like trying to like become friends with the one guy. Smoozing him. Smoozing him. He's, he's smoozing him. He was probably mm -hmm. a wooer if you know you know about uh, strength finders. <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know. <God>. Um, <laughs> Anyways, you know, that's okay. Um, anyway, so he basically finds out from the one the the head firefighter who mm -hmm. was on the scene that they do think it smelled like gasoline and it was it felt very deliberately set. But he was basically like, I'm not gonna totally say that, yeah. but I am going to. And he, he was also like, he said the fire chief is, is with police right now investigating. investigating. Well, and, house, and that's yes. how he said it. He yes. was like, typically they don't investigate it unless they think there's. And he was like, we also smelled a strong yes. scent yes. of ga yes. gasoline. Okay. Um, and so then, so Willow, she's staying with Dana, right? Dana and yes. her husband? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, so they decide, listen, if if it was intentionally set, mm -hmm. then someone could be, have in mind to, to burn this down case. the, um, well, someone could be in mind to burn down the, uh, their office as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so, so they decide, oh, okay, yes. we need to go, go to the, the warehouse. We need to go to the warehouse where their office, Anderson Consulting Office, was located, and we yes. need to get as many files onto jump drives as we can um, until we can get a security system in here. Which theoretically is a smart idea, but also if you just had an attack made on your life, don't you think that maybe go. Right, I don't I think, but I, I, I was. This, this thing, this. This I was like you're yourselves in danger. Because she was also, because Austin kind of offered to help be protection, and she was like, "No, listen." Like, cause she also was like, "Thank you for help, but like, we're fine. Like, I'm fine." Like, she wasn't trying to like. Yeah. But he decides anyways. Lucky he's for going, her. He lucky for her anyways. He decides because yeah. that those embers be burning, you know, and he's just, <laughs> and he's just outside. So he's literally following her. Yes. And he. Um, so they, Dana and, and Willow go to the warehouse, but he's outside gathering yes. files. Somebody mm -hmm. is there. 
they hear something and, and tries to shoot and then them. they they turn off all the they turn off all the electricity the person so there yes. cuts the power yes yes, yes. So and that's when because they hear something the power and is the, cut. they try to sh- the person tries to shoot them yes right so these yes. girls they're hiding dana and willow are hiding in the There's office a, right no. the person does not try to shoot them the person, it was the arsonist again. He was trying to set fire in the warehouse. Oh, I thought he Here's had like, a gun. No, no. He did have a gun. He did have a gun. So we he was trying to get out of the warehouse yes. without making a sound. He was, okay. he, he was like, I'll set a fire later. Oh. Uh, hit something and made oh, a sound. Oh, okay, okay. Then okay, he killed the power. Then killed Austin the power. saw the power go off, including not the security lights. He's like, that's oh, weird at a okay. warehouse. So Austin breaks multiple doors to come in. Busts down glass doors. And wooden doors, the whole thing. And literally, like, then he basically... He's like screaming for yes. a Sees a figure. He... Yes. You're thinking about the shooting because he shoots his way in. Oh, okay. That's, that's why you're thinking of the guy. He yeah, sees yes. a figure. The figure shoots it. Him. him. But not at Willow and oh, Dana. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But then Austin kind of like dodges it and like yes. dodges him because the, 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 the figure tries to like jump him. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he escapes. The figure yes. escapes. The figure escapes. And, then, and, and Austin, Austin finds runs. Dana and Willow. And, and he like rescues them. And then basically Dana's safe. like, I'm going to hire you to protect That's Willow. when the hiring That's, happens. Because yes. they're yes. like, oh. Yes. And also Willow's like, okay, help me solve this case. Because clearly there's more to it. Because yeah, she starts thinking. She starts thinking now. like po- possibly, you know, because then at this point, they're all they're they're also considering is it possible that JT's death is tied to this because yes. this is the case that he was literally working on. They find an eyewitness report because yes. in in his investigation because Austin can't help himself he finds an eyewitness who says that because he's like this is crazy that Will's house almost burned down like a short time after her grandfather was yeah killed on his bike you know by a hit and run driver and they find which the police didn't do incredible for whatever reason i'm not sure why um but they and that's not a diss against the police it's it just in the book they talk about how this eyewitness brought a video forward but it was like a video of her dog and like there's a car in the background who like careens and clearly is like targeting her yeah. grandfather anyways yeah, it seemed ridiculous and very yes. obviously pointed to me exactly um anyways so um yes so um then um uh, <laughs> this just is crazy that this poor girl. Okay, so now she said two. Her grandfather's dead. She's now have two attempts on her life. Yes. In the sp- in the manner of a couple of days, like yeah. forty eight hours. Yes. Forty eight hours. Yeah, crazy. So so they decide basically, to. Basically, she's, she's like, you know what? She's like, yes. We're let's do this. I'm gonna take this case. Let's go. Like, let's so do she this. contacts the birth mother. Her name mm-hmm. is Caitlin Mason. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> contacts her. Is like, listen, like my grandfather passed away. If you still want. To be reconciled with your daughter, I I will take this case for you. Yeah, and at first Caitlin's like no, because mm-hmm. she because she's like if he came under harm, like she kind of doesn't want to, and then Willow convinces her that yes, indeed, I will take the case. So her grandfather's only lead yes was this kind of blurry close up photograph yeah from a, twenty one years ago of, of the, the su- suspected abductor in the abductor hospital. and it's a zoomed in security camera photo, photo. So it's super yes. blurry yes of also twenty one oh. years ago of a, necklace of a necklace that her grandfather had traced to a jeweler like a a, ha- a specialty jeweler in, in Wyoming. Wyoming right yes so okay. that was the only lead he had so he was going to go to Wyoming yes um so. So basically, Willow and Austin decide to pick up they go. there. Yes. So they're going. Yes. Up, they're, they're going, going to Wyoming. But you Willow. find out that that Austin's Austin, not happy about it. Austin's not happy about He's it because Wyoming. he grew up in Wyoming. But you also find out. So he has this long history, and you find out too in this kind of first section of the book that the reason why they broke up in or the flame fizzled or whatever you want to say the mm-hmm. previously was because 
There's uh, water on that fire. Yeah, exactly. Oh the reason why there was water thrown on the, on the flame was wow. because <laughs> because Austin wouldn't be truthful with Willow about his life and like wouldn't share things he with, with he her. Was clearly he keeping was, things. From he her. was keeping her about his past <laughs> and even probably his present. And so that's why and she's like, "How can we have a future together?" Yes, but of course, because she's a forensic genealogist, which is a you know. She's very good at research and so finding she things. So she, is, so she looks at. So she knows all these things. She knows all these details. Honestly, she knows all the details. I, I really related to Willow in that moment because mm-hmm. I myself would have done probably the same thing. Oh, I would have. Too, I was with a guy that I was really interested in, and it felt like there was no reason why he was keeping his past from me. I would have just dug and. Well, absolutely. Well, and also too, but it was I don't know if that's that, like, morally the right thing to do. I'm just saying that's what I would do. Well, I, don't I think, think also, that that's morally no, because wrong. also it wasn't like she was like stalking him or something. She literally just did research, which was her job. Also, the fact that like right. he was literally hiding things for like he like he should have known he, that she would she be able was, to like. Yeah, she's this, you're dating a forensic profession. genealogist. She's like, gonna find out. You're trying to keep your past from a forensic genealogist. That's hilarious. I never, I never made that connection until just. So they go <laughs> to Wyoming, they go to this jeweler. jeweler, and basically they're like, hey, and the girl who works there is not very helpful. She's like, oh, I'll have the owner get back to you. She's okay. like, these are custom-made pieces. Like, we don't know blah, blah, when blah. this was made or who made it. Exactly. I'll keep the pic- or I'll have the owner contact you. And but then Austin buys a necklace, which yes. comes into play. Yeah, yeah. He buys a necklace that he sees Willow admiring in the shop and then gets it's like it a $200 her. necklace. And he says, and she's like, I can't accept this. And he's like, well, and I, he's I was going to buy it because I wanted the, sh- the shopkeeper so, to yeah. talk more. So yeah. like, you could take he it. Was like, she's like, okay, what girl? And then she was like, okay, fine, I'll take it. Because she, she didn't, didn't like give it, it to her, though, in that moment. No. He didn't give it to her immediately it, after. It was he gave like, it to her like the next day. I thought it was later on when they were at the picnic lunch. But that's important that he gave it to her later. Yes, it's true. Right. He yeah, it, it wasn't It wasn't yes. right at yes. the shop. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyways, a random little mini, mini, mini side tangent is that I noticed that a couple of times, Austin specifically like went out of his way to get Willow like her favorite foods yes. or beverages. Like cheesecake. She loves cheesecake. cheesecake. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Cheesecake. This is the... Dr. Pepper is the one I'm highlighting on. This is another way you know that an author is from Texas. Nobody mentions Dr. Pepper ever. Unless they are from Texas, or have lived in Texas. Are you going on the record saying that? Time. Basically, she's I mean, willing. she's willing to stake her rep on it. I mean, like not in a book because Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Like, for the record, I just mean in literature. <laughs> Dr. Pepper was. I mean, that's where it's from. It, it was invented in Texas. Yes. Was it invented by a guy named Dr. Pepper? I don't know about that. I don't know the history of. Wait, but you know that it's from Texas, but you don't know the history. Because of it? Texans are proud of it, and they Texans are. love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I had so many people when we were growing up in our tiny Texas town. It's like, oh, just have to have my Dr. Pepper. Oh, just have to like as if coffee. Oh, can't. Don't even talk to me until I've had my morning Dr. Pepper. What? Morning Dr. Pepper? Yes, Odette. Odette, she's literally not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Multiple people, not just, it wasn't just like this was one person. I can think of two, possibly three people that I know for sure that were Dr. Pepper specific. Wow. Okay? 
So what I'm saying is that's that's a tell. If you don't know if an author's from Texas, if they don't say it in their bio, you heard they it here first. Do they mention Dr. Pepper in their books? Specifically multiple times. Probably they Texan. are from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, because <laughs> it's when Austin kind of like, it's clear that he's hired to take care of her and all this kind of stuff before they go to Wyoming. And so he starts like picking up things, which is why you know that there's still embers burning because it's well, like... Well, they have history there. Yes. And obviously he cares about her. Right. Like, and obviously like, she cares about him. Well, because they keep going well, back yeah, to But I'm just saying like that specific his actions there like he's yes. trying to take care of her and those are small ways but it's like hey, it means so much I know that you really the like take your stress here I thought it was really funny that he he ordered yeah. Chinese food before they went to Wyoming when he was protecting her and then he literally bribed the the Chinese food delivery guy to, to find cheesecake, to find cheesecake because he was going to teach him how to shoot. I thought that was kind of random, actually, but it was funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. It was kind of, yeah, it was funny. I thought it was his way of being inventive. I thought it was very No, it, it was. I agree. I agree. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, but anyways. in this whole first section, you're getting Willow and Austin's inner dialogue about... Yes. And it's very obvious to the reader that when they didn't they didn't split up because they were done with each other like right. that's not why they split up it like, was that yes. they couldn't she couldn't trust him they, because he wasn't they couldn't find a way forward so they split up but they obviously both still had feelings for each other and the reunited reun, they are reunited now and they're both faced with those feelings that still exist yes mm-hmm. absolutely um so then okay so they hanging out Wyoming don't, yes. when do they decide to go to stay at the ranch isn't it pretty soon? Oh, well, basically they go to a, they're like kind of driving around. They yes. go to a cemetery and they do a little picnic, have a little picnic. Oh, Austin, I still love you. Oh, no. That's I not what happens. That. Stop. It's, Stop. That does not so happen. text. Blah, blah, blah. All the other it feels very romancy. Like there's a little yes. like romancy moment. Well, we but find, he also thinks that someone's following them. Yes. yes. And we also find out, I mean, or Willow finds out, we knew before that. We forgot to mention this that Austin's brother Heath had his older brother had reached out to Austin's assistant asking for Austin's telephone number because he didn't have it and he mm-hmm. wanted to reach out to his brother. Mm-hmm. So Austin has known this and he's sat on it for a couple of days and he knows that he so he has Heath's number. And he, and he's like he knows that Heath is waiting for a phone call from him and, and that Heath he's in, in the area like, and that they're both like he's, he's probably within twenty miles of yes. him at this point. Yeah. So, so then he calls. He so decides, she basically convinces she him. She convinces him to call. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell she kind of does it in this way that's like she's helping, like because she knows him, so she's like speaking his language and helping him realize that that he does want to call his brother. But she gives him the privacy. He calls his brother. Mm-hmm. And brother's like, hey, you should come out to the ranch. So it's the ranch that they grew up on. Right. With an with abusive father. Abusive, abusive alcoholic father. father. Yes. yes. And a mother who left them at a very young age because of their abusive alcoholic mm-hmm. father, but left yes. the children with the abusive alcoholic father. All three boys. And so. then later died on a house fire. A lot of pain. And she came back. Trauma. And she, that's why you can tell that yeah. Liam has a huge past there. And the thing is that then In it's... Austin. Liam also does yes, too. Yes, yes. Liam is he, one of the other brothers. Yes. Liam's the one that you don't meet in this book, but yes. he's talked about. He's the one who intrigued you the most. I could tell by that twinkle in your eyes. <laughs> Stop. You're intrigued. <laughs> I got it. No. Uh, oh, Dad, like, already has the other two books. Like, ready to go. <laughs> ready. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Anyways, anyways, so they, they show up to the ranch. Yes. Well, he calls Heath. He, he calls yes, Heath. Yes, He's yes, like, hey, yeah. I'm in Wyoming. Um, Heath is like, no, because we already said that. Because, like, she gave oh, him privacy. Yeah, 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 sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry. yeah, so they so drive, the but, the like, it's, like, off the radar. Kind yes. of, like, off the grid. Yes. I've never been to Wyoming, but I feel like it seemed like it was even well, out in the... Well, because they're in... Yeah. 
They're in a like, super small grand, town. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm saying like, that like it seemed like it was far yes, out from the, like the town too. So basically, Bridger in like right around Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Gray so it's like something. It's grayback, grayback. Yes. But mm. it's right in the Grand Teton National Park, Bridger Teton yes. National Park area. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um, wilderness, yes. lots of wilderness. There's elks, lots of around. talk about wildlife. There's lots to talk. But honestly, it made me want to visit Wyoming. If we're being honest, because I've never been, and it sounded it sounded this book. Do, we, do this, we need to like make a list of places we need to go based on this this podcast? Whoa. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Let's go to Paris Let's first. <laughs> yes. yes, fair enough. Wait, can we go to London? Then Paris, oh, and then Wyoming. What? I mean, if you're going to... Yeah, <laughs> sure. Wyoming should definitely be third. I don't care about London and Paris. Those are interchangeable. But Wyoming is third. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, okay. So, um, okay, so they go to the ranch. It's tough. There's a lot of tension. But basically, like, like they it, have it's, this... It's not as crazy as though Austin... As you, as you feel it's going to be because of yeah. where Austin yeah. is kind and of they just kind of like, up. yeah... Um, they, they kind of jump into kind of a reconciliation. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point you kind of see that Austin's jealous because it seems as though Heath has moved on from their traumatic past. Yes. Um, and so they decide he's made this ranch like a guest ranch. Yes. So people can stay there. So there's tons of houses, um, that people can stay. They right. cancel their hotel reservation. He's like, don't worry. Cause they're like, we don't know if we can cancel. He's like, don't worry. Cause he like knows everybody. He's like, don't worry. Um, he's, he's, he's also a very well-respected figure yes, in the town. he has a really good town. Yes, he's also, you find out he's a Green Beret, who is since... Former, former Green Beret. Yes. yes. Well, no, but isn't the kind of thing that if you're a Green Beret, you're always a Green Beret, even if you're not? No. When you're a jet, you're a jet all the way. When you're a jet, you're a jet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but I'm um, saying... I forgot no. something. We, oh. we forgot something that's very important. Oh, we forgot what? to mention it. Is this... A like couple chapters, no, 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 a couple chapters before this, mm-hmm. we start hearing from another character. Oh, Charlie. A character named Charlie Clemens. She starts having her own Charlotte Clemens. She goes by Charlie. Yes. She starts having um, a couple chapters yes. interspersed where we hear her dialogue. We forgot yes. to mention her, and she's a very important character in this book. We were just caught up in the, the flames of... The flames. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. And Austin. Okay. But I will say so. that it becomes very apparent to the reader yeah, that this quickly. is the missing The missing, missing baby. The abductee. The abducted child. 21-year-old. Who, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. But and she's, she's on the run, and she's very worried. And, yes. And we we so hear we her right. The, we learn right away that, that her, her mother, mother has was recently been killed and murdered. Yes. Yes. Um, and she's trying to because the guy who killed her mother said to her, "I'm coming for you next." Right. Yeah. So, so she's, she's very hiding. nervous. Yeah. And she's very scared, and she's, she's always like looking over her shoulder. She in, she's in the changed first the way she looks, looks her yeah. hair, the, yeah. whole, the whole the whole thing. So she's clearly on the run, but she's like also very familiar with the Wyoming wilderness. So like she's staying in a cabin. So you just kind of it's kind of interdispersed. Yeah. So yeah. great between call, these Madeline, other chapters. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ex- sorry. Exactly. About that. Okay. So so back they, to they stay at the ranch. The and ranch. So, they each have their own yes, little guest house. Their their own cabin. And also, it should be pointed out that, like, Austin is, yes, helping her investigate, but also there to protect her. Because it's clear, but they both think that they're kind of out of the woods, so to speak. Because they're in Wyoming. Because they're in Wyoming, and, like, why would someone know that they're in Wyoming? Okay. I have something to read. Okay, Quote go. to read. Please what, read is important. what page so, is it on? Page 162. Okay. For um, our listeners. She followed the guys down to the barn, leaving the truck behind. Inside the barn, the musty smell of horses and hay met her. Austin stepped up to an old-looking brown horse in a stall and pressed his hand against the horse's muzzle. Hey, Jinx, it's been much too long since I've seen you. <laughs> I know. Real- 
Realization slowly dawned. Austin, dot, 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 he was a cowboy. Her heart rate kicked up a few notches and the barn tilted, but she put her hand against the wooden rail to steady her fluttering nerves. This guy she once thought she might have loved. Who was he? I honestly laughed out loud when I read this part. I was like, like, wait, what? Because I was like, first of all, first of all, there's a lot of like inner dialogue between of of, of Willow and Austin, <laughs> them talking about how they feel about this other person. But it, it's it's not like over the top. No. It's not heavy handed. No. I don't feel think, too sudden. But this, this was when she literally really had to steady herself by the barn rafter. <laughs> because she has a realization. Because that, he's nuzzling a horse and she's like, oh dang, oh, you're a cowboy. He's a cowboy. I think it was more like, oh, be still my heart. He's right. a cowboy. Yes, no, I'm saying because, that. Like, I mean, come on, lady. Because then she so talks about seeing him later wearing a, a hat. Stetson. Yes, and she's and like just swooning. Swooning. Basically she's swooning. Literally swooning. The... Talk about embers being stoked, am I right, ladies? Stoking them embers! Those embers would be, be popping. <laughs> oh, we are fanning oh, this flame. Oh my gosh. Oh, that was hilarious. Okay. Thank you for reading yes. that, Morgan, because You're I welcome. thought that was, <laughs> that, honestly, for people who like really okay. hate that kind of eye rolly stuff, it's, honestly, it's, that was a one off. Like, yeah, that really wasn't there how the there, there, those there's a, there, there's a couple of A them. sprinkle, a little sprinkle here. Elizabeth here. Goddard is. A ca- current category romance author, and so I'm sure it's she to be expected. So there's mm-hmm. lots of like kind of stereotypical romance swoony moments. It, even though this is primarily a suspense novel, yeah. there's definitely some good. If you like romance with your suspense, which I do, this get, is the novel for you. This, this is, is the novel, novel for you. Okay, so then <laughs> this gets. I'm sorry, I'm laughing about the swooning. Um, that's now it, it takes a more serious turn. So you're like. As a reader, I feel like you just kind of take a breath. You're like, they're in Wyoming. Like, she's, like, swooning over this cowboy. And she's like, who is this guy that I used to love? And da-da-da. And obviously still have feelings for. Um, and then they're sleeping in their separate cabins. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And she basically has this dream <clears throat> where she there's someone has a knife. And then she wakes up and realizes there's someone in her cabin. And so she... Um, gets out. Because they, they had given her a gun because she knew how to shoot. Mm-hmm. And so she ends up... Um, in her attempt to, I guess, confront the person in, in, in her cabin, she accidentally shoots Austin and, like, a bullet grazes his arm. But he d- he does the manly heroic thing and doesn't tell her about Until it later first on. Because he doesn't want her to worry. And it was just a scratch. <laughs> Honestly, later I, I, on, I, later I on though, she, like, puts her hand on his and arm he and winces. manly. Listen, listen, I actually, I thought about this, and winces I was like, if this, if this, if this, winces manly. <laughs> if this had happened, this is such, like, a we're not married, like, we're not together thing. Yes. Because it's like, if, if I put myself married, in this situation, oh my gosh. if I had done that, <laughs> dear Lord. To my husband before we were married. Shot him and like grazed And like grazed a bullet like grazed his arm. He would have responded the same way that Austin did in this book. He wouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Yeah. It would have come up later and he would have been like, it was, it's okay. It's fine. It was just totally fine. Now, (laughs) if I would have done that now, I, I'm not going to tell. I don't want to know. I don't want to know how Jer, how he would react. I don't want to know. I'm not going to tell the story. 
specifically, but I will say that Madeline's husband brings up something that Madeline has done to him that is so far removed from shooting him in the arm. It's the most paltry, ridiculous thing. Wait, I don't know what you're talking about. The hair. <laughs> he brings this up at basically every family gathering. And you'll gather like, the family you, a lot. Can, can you believe how this woman that I've married has wronged me? And it's the most So could you imagine situation. what he would do if he... I can't. That would be... Do you know what it reminds me of? Did you guys... You guys watch the show Monk? Yes. Okay. So remember the episode... <laughs> Where Monk gets shot, and he's oh, like yes. so dramatic, yes. and then he literally makes Natalie push him up the hills oh of San Francisco in a wheelchair. No, yeah. I feel like that would be you and your husband. That's probably true. But would, I, my husband would also do. He would, thing. yeah, he would. One hundred percent, and has about other ridiculous scenarios. It would be the whole Danny Kaye, Bing Crosby, and White Christmas series. Yes, every just, time he needed me to do something, he would just hold his injured arm. <laughs> Like, it's injured in air quotes because it's completely healed by now. Yes, exactly. Okay. Anyways. Okay. So anyway, so she's obviously terrified, rightfully so. And yes. then they realize that like, oh, that means that this is way closer to home. Yes. We're, we're probably on this trail. And don't they leave a note? The person leaves a note. Yes. A note. Okay. Right. Hold on. It's on page um, 180. Let me see. Um, page, you said 180. What does the note say? Is that what you're looking for? Yes. Yeah, stop the search. It's a dead end. Okay. So it's like this is the third attempt on and their the life. And the guy had her in a yes. different state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're so like, about the okay. same dang case. Mm-hmm. Yes. So right. obviously everyone's like, okay. Okay, this is obviously related down, to, to us finding um, Caitlin Mason's abducted daughter. Like mm-hmm. we know that yes. this is about this case. Yeah. So they're like, in the meantime, Willow's like kind of looping Caitlin in, like, hey, like this is getting dangerous. Like just yeah. be careful. Like. Yeah, watch yourself, basically. And also, you kind of see Austin, like, starting to let down his guard a little bit because he, he he's also like, I'm supposed to protect her and, like, mm-hmm. I'm not able to in the way that he wants to just because yes. he feels like people, like, things keep happening to her even though, I mean, to be fair, this is the first time that he's actually protecting her when it happens versus before at the warehouse, which was the last time is when he's, he's like, sitting outside in the car. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I have a question that is related to the book, obviously. But in this type of novel, do you guys like to see if you can guess like who's doing it based on like context clues and stuff throughout the book? Oh, is that something oh, you do? Oh, of course. No. The, okay. I don't do that. Did you guys guess who did it at the end for this one? Were you able to guess ahead of time? No, but I wasn't trying to. <laughs> you I, trying to I thought it was someone else than it actually was. Okay. I was able to, so I'm not giving away the end of it yet, but there are two people who are involved. Yes. I was, I able, I was able to guess one of them and chapter 30 at this point. What? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this person's involved. Oh, nice. It's the more obvious one, to be fair. Right. Anyways, yeah. I just wanted to see Maybe if that was something that guess. you guys did. Because I, normally I can't guess that early in the book, and I was like, ooh. This is about halfway at this game. Yeah. 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 Just curious. All yeah. right. Okay, Continue. so um, basically then from this point on, I think that like something switches in them where they're mm-hmm. like, we need to expedite this. Also, like it's getting more dangerous. And you can tell that Austin's also like how, like trying to protect her, but also like we need to find out solutions. And now they're definitely convinced that. I mean, yeah, fact, because they're like, their lives are a danger at every yes. freaking turn. So there's a couple yes. things that happen in this middle section. One is they take this attack on or this attempt at willow's life and mm. this note 
to the local county sheriff's mm-hmm. office. Yes. And yes. get some really strange treatment from them. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, um, people, basically the sheriff's saying like, you know what, like, we're going to do what we can, but you guys don't need to be, like, this is our jurisdiction, yeah. like, don't be, like, butting into this or whatever. It was kind of like a weird treatment at the sheriff's office. Yes. That, that definitely gives you, like, a... Why What's are, happening? Why are the sheriffs yes, for being sure. weird Be a about this? Yes. And then also they they visit that nursing home. Yes. Oh, uh, why they visit the nursing home? What leads them to the nursing because home? Because they find that's out where, that Marilee worked. Oh, there. right, right, right. Yeah. So they're convinced that Mar- they start to put pieces together. So Marilee is Charlie, Charlie's mother, Levin's the one, mother. Yes, mother, the one who's been murdered. And so they start to put together pieces, and they realize that it that Marley in fact could be the abductor. Yes. I think that they, the, I think Willow kind of thinks from the beginning this woman is pro- more than likely the woman who's who the woman Charlie's who mother abducted. is probably the one who abducted yes. her who, who yes. abducted her from the hospital 21 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they go to this nursing home because she had worked there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like let's see if we can get some information. Yeah. While they're there, have this interesting interaction with one of the um, residents residents living mm-hmm. in the nursing home, a 92 year old man named Mr. Haas. Mr. Haas, H A U S, and he has a brief discussion with he he bonds Willow. with Willow. Yeah. He bonds yeah. with Willow. They have a brief discussion. He tells her that he has two sons. Yes. And he tells her that Marilee knows his secret or knew his secret. Kept because his, she, yeah. yeah, she, she knew kept my his, secret. Yeah, she kept she my knew, secret. Yes. She knew my secret. Like, because he was talking about the fact that he really liked Marilee and she had, and she like kept his secret. Right, yes. And um, um, you, also, there's a head nurse that's kind of there too. Helping. And she was like, and she's like, no, he only has one son. I don't know what he's talking about. She's like, he doesn't know what he has dementia. Yes. He only has one son. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So then they leave. <clears throat> When they yes. get out of the nursing home, there's another note under the window, under the. <laughs> so clearly they're getting close. Car. Yes, and so okay. it's so that note. Okay, so let's see. I wonder what page that note is on. Okay, sorry. I feel we like I don't the, know, but it basically says the same thing. Like stop the search. Um, uh, she'll get hurt if you keep looking or something okay. like that. Oh, here, here, here it is. Um, right. Yeah. So I think it's on page two hundred four. Um. Oh no, sorry. Somewhere in there, there's basically another note that tells them to back off. Basically, like, threatening. We yeah. can't find the location yes. of the second note at this time. But there's another threatening note telling them to stop. Um, so, if you keep looking, if you tell anyone, her death will be on your hands. Her life depends on you now. What? Um, right. Two chapter. Or four. There two, two oh, you were right, Odette. All oh, along. I was. It's because here's the... The thing, it wasn't... It wasn't, like, bolded or anything. It all, like, it just, in yeah. the last one, it was all caps. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This apparently the, was, like, a low-key note. It, so. yes. This was a low-key note. Yeah. Um, kind of aggressive. So, progressing from here, what... I mean, there's a lot... There's so much. Okay. In this, like, next, like... So, like, final, like, third of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, they find the note. They go... At what point does you kind of like oh, you're also getting glimpses of? I made a note before we get off the nursing home thing. I made oh. a note. One of the few notes that I made was the fact that the author described this the nursing home smell as being a combination of disinfectant and asparagus. Which honestly, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's the that's, most accurate yeah. description I've ever heard. And Takes also, you right there. Yeah, gross. Yes. Did I did I ever tell you guys that when I was a kid, my mom would make us go to the local nursing home and like perform 
perform. Yeah, we had to do songs and like, like just read the, the Bible. Did? Yeah, it would be she'd just show up and she'd be like, "Hi, we're here," and then they would just like, and I would play God is so good on the piano like plunking away i, I did that with like my whole kindergarten class but i there was no it was, like it was just me just and my siblings we would go to the local nursing home and i remember my least favorite thing That's is after you did something like that you know because like we'd either read the bible we'd sing a song whatever yeah. Then you would go, my mom would be like, hey, go talk to the people. And then you'd oh. always get stuck by one old lady or one old man who's like, would not let go of your hand. And I was always like, and it was, oh, I'd always say, oh, that smells. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I just literally hated it. And my mom, like, my mom's a nurse. Would she, like, prep you? Like, the smell's going to be bad. But you no, need to not she's make a nurse. feel bad about no, it. No, no, no. Like, the smell of the my, actual nursing home. Like, yeah. It, it was like but in, in her mind she didn't think anything of it because like she's a nurse she was a candy stripper as a kid which was basically like the equivalent of like uh, uh, aid I guess back yeah. in the day um, and so she just I don't like so anyways so she, so to her it wasn't even a thing and like even now I'll be like mom do you know hospital smell mm-hmm. she's like what are you talking about like because to her it's like she's yeah. a nurse and all of her most of your siblings and stuff and families and the, the medical field are a good portion of them. So it's just funny because I was levels of like, oh gosh, here we go. And, it, and then she'd be like, okay, okay, it's your turn. And I'd be like, God <laughs> is so good. Uh, did you sing or did you just No, play? of course I had a, oh. I, I obviously, my mother made me do both. Oh we would also, gosh. we would also do these family skits to like Christian songs. And the one wow. was like this. I can't believe I told you this. Oh, no. <laughs> and we were like matching t-shirts. The one, we literally had these like dark blue shirts on that talked about Jesus, that like had writing about Jesus on them. And then we literally like bleached a cross on the front. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we would perform these things. And then like. Wow. I am losing my mind at this actually. Oh my I'll just see if I can find a picture. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you're, you're, surely, your dad, surely your dad was not a part of this. I can't imagine him willingly participating also, like, in a skit like this. He would wear a matching shirt, and like I feel like the one that we did a couple wow. times, even in front of our little church, we would he like practice because it was like base, and we would like go out in the yard and practice all the time. It was like basically like interpretive <laughs> miming and dancing to like a song. You guys would go out in your front yard. I'm no, in the oh, backyard. We oh, lived okay. in the country, so it wasn't a big deal. I remember. I remember your old house. Well, my parents still live there. Oh, they don't. When I went there? Yeah, they, they lived in the same house since, like, the late 80s. Yeah. They don't live there. No, they anymore. didn't. Oh, I thought, yeah. They so didn't. that's why I was saying. Yes, I was just yes, getting a middle yes, picture yes. of where you guys were. Yes. Okay. Anyways. Wow. I honestly, I don't even know what we were talking about. <laughs> the problem of nursing. Oh, oh the smell of the okay. nurse. But, wow. After, after, after Ooh, this. So oh. they get a second note. Oh, my gosh. They get a second note, and they, from there. Yes. What happens I'm next? Like, okay. So, okay. So you get... <clears throat> Pardon me. So you get gl- bits and pieces of Charlie's point of view, and she's close. so she's like going back to her cabin where her mom and her had lived. passed away. Like where her mom because she knows her mom was murdered, and she's trying to figure yes. out. Yes, and the person her. is clearly it's coming after her. So it's like her sneaking around, her hiding out for her life, her trying to find something in the and cabin. And her dog runs away, which yes, is really her dog sad runs away. He's like a German Shepherd protector, but also like you can tell that Charlie is very adapt in the wilderness. And then you find out that she. Has like basically one person who knows where she is and one person who's whose name like is befriended Mac. her and he, he his name is Mac, and she works for him but also like he's helping her. 
<clears throat> yes, exactly. Oh man, oh, something happens. In what? in the meantime, you find out. Keep talking about it. Okay, so in the meantime, I feel like I'm. This is like a sister moment. Um, in the meantime, you figure out that um, <laughs> that um, or you don't figure out, but um, the. Uh, Willow had connections, or maybe it was that Austin had connections to, like, someone who could do aging art, which basically means that, like, oh, you I'm can... It, I think it was Willow, right? Yes. Because so, basically, in the meantime, I don't know if it's, like, right after... Because here's the, the thing. If you read the ending of the book, it is so action-packed that cool. some of the yes. the moments of, like, when stuff happens Timeline. can get a little blurry. So, because um, you're basically, like, you can't put the book down. I will say that I was reading this on a, on, on, on a plane, and I literally got like landed and I was at like a very very oh, intense moment and I had to like close the book and I was just like trying to wait for my luggage and I was just like what it, what is happening <laughs> and then I got lost in the parking garage trying to get oh, to my no, car because no. I was just like and then I was like looking around and I was like oh my god <laughs> so oh, um, god. something that does happen is that Willow and Austin share a little kiss it's more than a little kiss do we want do I should I read the passage it's basically like oh, somebody takes there's been lighter fluid being dumped on these and all peppers. of a sudden somebody okay. likes that match there drops a match into it and it explodes wait before you read this oh, real quick God. is that like so because she sent <laughs> off these these pictures to get like aged like the aging art artist that they realized not that, the like, aging artist but you know what I mean <laughs> The aged artist. <laughs> Maybe it was an aged artist. Maybe. <laughs> no, but the like, artist who aged yes, the photo. They yes, realize so. that, like, indeed, because they show it to Heath and uh, Austin's oh, brother. Yes. And they show him the picture of Charlie. Of what she supposedly to look like. Looked like and, right now. and he was like, I've never seen this person I've never before. Seen her. Yes. His reaction, but his reaction it was, was super so weird. weird. Yes. And I say that because I feel like that they're kind of like talking about this, and then it's <laughs> kind of like. Yes, okay. Oh my gosh. Oh, look at our time. Well, I've got to read this passage. So She's got get to. ready. Listen, get ready. You are all on this journey. Ready for the flames, okay. people. Get ready for the flames. In, you know this, that, this that we so don't. Ridiculous. We're not okay. short winded. Get ready. Eyes closed. <laughs> his lips touched hers. Soft, supple, needy. <laughs> he drew in her essence. <laughs> all that this was. Is <laughs> He drew in her essence, all that was Willow, a reminder of all he'd lost, all he could have had with her. His mind emptied of even his loss as he savored beautiful Willow, pulling her into his arms and deepening the kiss. Tonight, he'd opened up his heart until she'd touched it, and now the world quaked <laughs> beneath him. The world quaked. He had never kissed her like this. It thrilled him. It terrified him. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on now. That's Ooh, just great writing, go. people. It's good All writing. Right. It's because he pulled in her essence. <laughs> 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 pulled in her essence. I think she started to kiss him. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she leans in and then he's like, 10% opening. Boom. Isn't that uh, what they I say in Hitch? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. That's where I got that from. Obviously, I okay. know we're so, in a weird Will Smith moment, but there's our hitch reference. Okay. Okay. So we've got to keep going. So, anyways, so they, he, she basically starts to lean in to kiss him because he kind of opened up about some of his past things. Oh yes. And his, so she's like vulnerability. Oh my gosh, life. I'm attracted like, to you again. Boom. Yes. 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 There we go. Which. Um, accurate okay well um one one quick thing the thing that he shares do we need to talk about that oh i uh, don't I, it was i think it was about his, his mom de- yeah his mom and dad yeah. so we kind of 
yes delved into that a little bit so one thing that happens charlie in one of the back and forth charlie chapters <laughs> she has written so have we found out the the picture between no no, no not yet. Yet. Okay. that happens in a second okay wait hold on you'll find out so the little anyways, whisper that we just did don't yeah. worry oh you'll be clued in <laughs> okay i gotta focus up okay so um so anyways so she rides this horse to her property that she and her mom shared but then somebody like she's in there digging through stuff yes in the dark she's in there digging through us someone shows up and chases her away and the horse no it chases the horse away chases the horse away what but she also runs away because she's like yikes she like climbs out the window but like anyways like so so the horse runs away and runs back to its house no no the next scene is the sheriff brings the horse to Heath and he's like, Hey, I found your horse roaming around. So that's when you as the reader are like, why would this is Heath's horse? Because this whole time, Charlie has been talking about this person named Mac, Mac, which is very different than Mac who, but let's just say it is Heath. Mac is Heath Heath, because the last name is Mac something. McCade. Oh, I didn't know it comes from. Yes. I thought it was a little big thing. So Mac is, Mac is Heath, he's his Mac. Heath does know Charlie, and he was lying to Austin and Willow about it, which they find out because Willow finds a picture of Heath and Charlie together. She shows it to Austin, and Austin is like, whoa, whoa. whoa. (laughs) Okay? So then that happens. Office reference. (laughs) And then isn't that that where Dookie hits the fan? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean Dookie hits the flame? Ew. Ew. Yikes. That's a no mess. one wants that. <laughs> oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> I cannot. I can't breathe. Somebody get this together. Okay, listen. Isn't that, but listen, isn't that where they like, go in the woods and stuff? I Isn't that at that point? And they all well, start like going no, into the woods. The thing, and no, 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 no. So this is what happens. Um, we gotta oh. speed it up, people. Well, no, I we're think... okay. Every, everything's fine. But I will oh. say so. So this is what happens. Heath decides though, because the horse is back, that he's gonna go and after Charlie. But he doesn't tell what's happening. Because but oh. he doesn't. Tell Heath decides that he's gonna go. After yeah, yes. but he's because okay. he because he, he he gave her like a. a this is when Dookie radio. This is when it happens. No, because they. He's, he's gone. He leaves. Yes. And yes, that's so what I thought. Willow is in and he and uh Austin are, are in um Keith's like main and, house. And then um and Willow is like because Austin's like Heath wouldn't do that and she's like, Well he did it. Here's literally photographic yes. evidence. And <laughs> then and then she he's like she goes into her like guest house and she's like packing her bag. He's like, Are you leaving? She's like, I'm trying to decide if I'm she, leaving. Cause, cause now Does they're staying she, in the main house after she got attacked. Oh yeah, attacked. yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so, so she goes to the bedroom and she's like packing it, and she's clearly mad. And yes, yes. But anyway, so what happens is that Willow gets in the middle of the night abducted. Wait, yes. before that though, what Heath or not Heath? Austin gets attacked. Well, it's simultaneous, like right? Basically. So, 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 so Willow yes, falls Austin asleep. Gets Heath is still gone. Willow falls asleep. Austin, Austin gets attacked. Standing out. watch outside, knocked unconscious. So, tased. He gets tased oh, multiple tased. times. But Which he, is also a big clue as he, to who's involved because who carries around tasers? Come on, people, think it through. Officers. Think it through. Whoa, and maybe sheriff. a sheriff. 
perhaps. Whoa. Okay. okay. So there he needs gets to be a new sheriff up in this town. He gets tased, and then his body, obviously you can't move if yes. you get tased, and then he gets knocked and unconscious. The down. same person who tased him goes upstairs, takes Willow, Willow, like puts like a bag over her head she can't see, throws her in the back of Austin's the, rental, Austin's rental yes. Jeep, and then but drives then also, away. Also, yes. I will say that because Willow was packing... And he takes the duffel bag. He takes the duffel bag. I thought you so, meant she was carrying a gun. I was like, she wasn't. I don't think no, no, so. No, no, she was packing but, her yes, bag and right. she was trying to leave because she was mad at Austin yes, because he didn't right, believe right, her. Right. And she was like, "Why? How, how are we here again? So there's a lot happening basically where she's trying to get loose from the attacker. Um, she does end up getting loose. Basically what happens is. Yes. Let's know. just say this. Let's just say this. Yes. Austin wakes up. They switch cars. Yes. Uh-huh. So that tells me right away that there's a second person involved. Whoa. So whoever okay. whoever originally abducted her takes her out of the Jeep, puts her into the trunk of another vehicle. Yes. The Jeep drives away. Somebody else is driving this car. Yes. yes. She's now yes. in the trunk of a vehicle. That's she, right. she feels but, that she's on the highway riding. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, the car swerves. Boom. The guy driving the car hit an elk. Yes, yes. And while right. she was injured. in the trunk, yes. while she was in the, the trunk, trunk. Yes. she yes. got her hands loose. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Because yes. JT, goes, her grandfather, taught her how to do stuff like that. Right. Yes. He was like a real resourceful type guy. So she, she is like, this guy's gonna come around and open the trunk. So she was ready for yes. him. He opened the trunk. She kicked him in the face. He falls backwards. Um, she, she runs, in the runs. but she grabs her duffel bag. She, she grabs her duffel bag. Her duffel bag. Her duffel bag. And, and she books it. Long, long in the short, she hides in the woods. She like finds and a way to like she was, runs for a while, hides in the woods. The guy was following her. The guy for was a bit. following it was her. Super intense. Yes. But she she gets, loses well, her child. And, so and also then she like has a knife and a rock. And then she also like finds that she has like socks and crocs in her <laughs> thought that was socks, and crocs. <laughs> socks and crocs all and she puts those. So she puts those on. <laughs> so but she also decided, like you can tell her internal thing of like, I'd rather face the Wyoming wilderness. Which clearly throughout, crazy, yeah. clearly throughout the whole thing, she's like not used to that. So you could tell she was like apprehensive, but she decided to just like go to the wilderness. So what happens is Heath gets back to the house. Yes. He and finds Austin, Austin unconscious, not unconscious, unconscious a big old, and Willow gone. A big old knot on it. What is a, yeah. a, a knot? goose egg? A goose egg. Yeah. On, on his head. So they're like, we got to go find her. Yes. He's like, okay. oh, by the way, um, I installed a tracking device on onto that pendant. necklace so pendant here that I is. gave her. The two hundred dollar so, one from earlier. So boom, let me just pull up her location. So, Let's go find. So her. they literally go find her because she's it's the middle of the night Ready and she's sleeping. Austin. I mean, honestly, it's <laughs> kind of creepy, but also at the same Genius. time, saved her life. But so it's not creepy because he was trying to protect her. It's creepy in like a non romance novel way. It's not creepy in the context of this book. But if that were to happen in real life, you'd be like. Why are you tracking? But also he was he but was hired to protect protector. So that's why it's not creepy. Okay, that's true. Good point. Anyways, if so not hundred hundred peas yes. creepy. Hundo peas. Hundo peas. Hundo peas. That's hilarious. Okay. That's what I just said. I, I did, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway, so they go, she's like, Thank God you're here. And then they're like, we've got to figure <laughs> out who did this. They're and out she here. keeps and then she realizes she's like, I think I was a dis- distraction. Like Charlie's in danger. You have to yes, go. That's right. Because then right. they because basically Charlie. Heath. They basically have a conversation with Heath, and and he realizes that they know that he knows Charlie, and so like right. it it kind of yeah. that. So at this point, they're all on the same page. Yes, yes. exactly. So yeah, she's like, listen, that he would have killed me if he had wanted to. So I was clearly just a distraction to get you guys away from the house and, and away from looking from Charlie. Plenty of time to go get Charlie. <clears throat> so then they're chasing Charlie. Yes. Yeah, they're chasing Charlie. They're trying to get to her as quickly as they can, but before they get to her, boom, somebody else does. Wait, yes. one second. Who it is? Wait, one second. Oh. Before. 
that. I want to say mm-hmm. that it should be pointed out here that once Austin finds Willow in, like, the, the woods, mm-hmm. okay. that clearly, like, their romance is full-on aflame. Like, it's full-on yes. back it's on. Blaze. It's, it's, it's blaze. It's, it's a blaze. It's a blaze. And so, basically, like, she, they all just, Heath, Austin, and Willow decide that they're going to all ride horses and go like into the wilderness like up into the woods this is like the middle of the night to find charlie because they realized that willow was the distraction um but anyway so somebody else has found charlie Mm -hmm. and they catch her and it is sheriff haynes yes one of the sheriffs one of the sheriffs one of the sheriffs that we referenced earlier that was like "Mm -mm." yes exactly kind of sus kind of more than kind of sus like (laughs) exactly so anyways so he gets charlie and takes her somewhere Okay. Well, but she escapes. She runs, basically yes. jumps into a river and saves. Oh, herself. that's right, that's right. Because she's because she's resourceful. So then, once okay. once he so then and Willow Austin, and Austin arrive yes. at the cabin where she was staying, she's not there. She's Sheriff Haynes shows up and pretends. Oh, yeah, and he, but he, he gives himself away. How does he give himself away? Oh, this is because, because of the direction well, that he comes because from. He right? calls, well, because he's no, told him to meet them at the ranch, and he ne- that's right. Like, he ne- he didn't tell anybody where Charlie was staying. That's right, and so he he shows up at Charlie's house, and Heath is immediately like. I didn't tell you where guy. she was. Yep. And so then at that point, the sheriff pulls a gun and he's like, shoots Heath. Boom, boom. Heath yes. gets very badly injured. Yes. Very badly injured. And then doesn't he grab Willow? Doesn't the yep. sheriff grab Willow? The sheriff grabs Willow and says, I'm taking her with me. Takes her to, to a cave. this hideout mm-hmm. cave where there's some rando there. Some Clyde Everett. Oh, yeah. That's... We don't even need to go into that. He's no. he's you, another character. He's a side you character. You find out about him, but he's not important to this part of the story. Wait. So then... Wasn't it, though, that... The reason why Willow gets taken is because um, uh, Heath is shot, and then Austin runs after the person who shot Heath, and then tells Willow to stay and like take care of Heath. And he's oh, yeah. like downplaying how injured oh, yes. he is. And he's and those, like, he's like, there's some medicine up on the horse, and she goes up to the horse, and yes. the horse is gone, and then the sheriff takes her. He takes right. her. At that he point. takes yes. her and yes. takes her to the and takes her. Yes. Okay, that's true. So. That is um, true. So right. all she knows is Austin told her to stay with Heath and and like help, and help Austin, him because he's meanwhile, very injured. He's tracking Charlie. Charlie. Yes. Right. But then yes. he he was like, you know what? Um, she clearly got away. Yeah. Because of the trail, like how the trail ends, and yeah. he's like, that means that the sheriff is probably with Willow and Heath right now. Because the, the sheriff Double misled back. them and said, I saw her go this way, like so da da da. All right. this stuff. So he doubles back. He basically uh, winds up in. At the mouth of the cave, mm-hmm. um, and we don't know this, but he has a, another sheriff, a good sheriff, has arrived in the meantime. Connected yes. with him, they formed formulated a plan. That sheriff gave him a bulletproof vest, and they made a plan about Austin going to like entering the cave to approach well, Sheriff Haynes. And mm-hmm. Willow, you hear her in her dialogue. She's like, "Well, obviously Austin's going to try to save me, and da da da." But so I was going to die. Like, she's like, like one of she would die, and she's also like, yeah. "Heath is probably dead because she was like, I was supposed to, right. I was supposed to not protect him, um, <laughs> take care of him, and and his wound." But at this point, like yes. he's been like yeah. terrified out already. Well, she doesn't know that though. Right, but at this point, yes. it has been. <clears throat> so because Charlie, so Austin her. gets there. The sheriff shoots at him, but he's wearing a bulletproof vest, and he is able to secretly, whoosh, he got, he's got knife-throwing skills, he throws a knife, and kills Sheriff, sheriff Haynes. Haynes. Yeah. Kills him dead. Done. Okay, so <laughs> Sheriff Haynes is gone, but there's obviously still a second person. We don't know about. We like, don't know about. Who's the second person? And there's also, also but, here's but a, they've here's also a, been talking about how there's someone else involved. Still, right. Yeah. Here's well, and they've thrown other names out there throughout time, so yes. you're thinking that it's this one person named Silas. It could be Silas yes. Everett. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But he's a red herring. But 
what the one thing that Willow puts together is when when the guy driving the second vehicle crashes into the elk when she gets abducted. Yes, when he was lying right. unconscious on the ground, she noticed that his arm was was next to him in a weird way and it okay. she was pretty positive that was his broken. arm was probably broken. Yes. So she was like, Sheriff Haynes' arm wasn't broken, yeah. so he wasn't the one who was driving the second car. So she keeps So using we should that be looking reference. for somebody Someone with a broken arm. Yes. arm. Yes. Yes. Um I think we should say here too <laughs> that in this time frame, before kind of all this happens, um uh Willow calls Catherine and basically tells her that Caitlin. she <laughs> sorry. Yes. yes. Caitlin. She calls Caitlin and says, I found your daughter. Right. Um, yes. You should come out to... No, I guess that that's... No, it happens right, right, right after this. Yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. But anyway, so much. Charlie ends up getting to heat, like in a side right. level. Charlie, like, she gets to heat and she, she's able and to she get him radio. help. Right? So he gets taken to a hospital and then they all go... Reunite at this hospital. Reunite at the hospital. Sheriff Haynes has been killed. They know there's still someone else there, but they're like, we gotta go check on Heath. So they're all at the hospital. This is the first time that Willow and Austin meet Charlie. And that's when she calls Kat. Kat. Yes. No, so Caitlin. she Caitlin. <laughs> so she talks to Charlie. She's like, hey, just so you know. This is who I am. This is why you, I'm here. You were abducted. You have a real mom. The woman who died wasn't your real mom. And your real mom would like to meet you. She's dying of cancer. Can you just meet and, her? And because because of this is why all of this is happening. Exactly. For some so, reason. Which is a lot to throw at Charlie all at once. But Charlie like kind of gets there in her brain and is like, fine, whatever. And Willow's like, thank goodness you feel that way because I've already called her and told her to come. So Caitlin. Well, she didn't tell her to come. Caitlin was just like, I'm coming. And she's like, oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. What am I supposed to do now? Like, um, when are you coming? And she was like, next. Yeah. yeah. And then she was like, no, but I'm actually coming now. But I'm. <laughs> and then she gets there really, really fast. They're really all, fast. They're all still at the hospital. Yes. When she gets there. No. Yes. They're at the ranch when she gets there. What? Yes, they're, they're at the ranch. Oh, they're at the ranch. I don't remember Heath that. is at the hospital still. Oh. But they all okay. go back because Heath, Heath is – there's just so much action here. That's why it's we, we yes. all did read the entire book, I yes. promise. But it's literally like just – it's so action-packed that it's like you can't keep well, – So anyway, yes. so – okay. So Caitlin, so Caitlin mm-hmm. comes in and she's Much like, sooner because she thought yes. like it, 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 it was going to be like two or three days later. Yes, right. but she it's like not. basically it's shows like up the same, same day. day. So she's like, hey, I'm here. I want to meet my daughter. And she has this guy with her who she's like, oh, this is my fiancé. His name is John Hauser. And we have found out that John Hauser was her brother-in-law. Yes. And her husband has died. We also <laughs> found out that John Hauser is not his real name. His real name is Jay Haas, aka the secret the son, son, the secret son of old man Haas, Haas. in the nursing home. Right? The so, second son that Mary Lee knew, knew about, about. And, aka his secret that yes. she was keeping his, exactly. his secret. I will say one thing too. The reason why they know goes because it was to out Willow. of wedlock. Yes, yes. Uh, he had right. an affair with a woman, and yes. he yes. had this had this baby. Yes, but the reason why we know about this is because Willow did digging. Right, she found out. Yeah, 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 she did. She did. found out. So, anyways, so it's immediately like. All of the people are like in in the same place. All yeah. the people are in the same place, but like Willow and Austin are both like because they, they had literally had just decided. They really they literally just figured out who John Haas versus John Hauser was, mm-hmm. and then they show up. Caitlin and, and him shows up, up the house. and doesn't he? He's wearing a sling. He's yes. got arms and a sling. He's, he's got, got a broken arm. arm. Dun dun dun. 
So basically, okay, it's a very, it's a very complicated, very quick little thing here. But basically, Caitlin is the one who turns on him. She realizes somebody says some Willow drops some some perfectly timed little phrases about him being from Wyoming and blah 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 blah. And Caitlin's like, what? And basically, learns in a span of like. Two pair, two one yes. paragraph yeah. that John Hauser was the person who paid Marilee to abduct, to abduct her baby, the baby, and the reason that he did because this he was in love with her was because he was in love with Caitlyn and she was married to and another she man. Was married she was married to, to another his, man to his brother to no to his no no to no. his yeah it was he got married to that guy's sister yeah oh, right he was sorry yeah um so anyway no, they're not brothers. They're brother-in-laws. Right. So her husband died. She Cliff. finds out she has leukemia, but then she's also pregnant. So he's like, I love her anyway. I was going to marry her, but then all she was doing was obsessed about this baby. And so she wouldn't, he, like, take care of herself. He literally, so he hired someone to abduct and the baby. And Marilee wasn't in love with him because they grew up together. Right. Yeah. So he, like, Marilee, knew that Marilee really Marilee wanted Marilee was him. in love with him. Right, yeah, and really right. wanted oh, his, and yes. really wanted a baby, yes. but couldn't have a baby. So he was able to convince Marilee to abduct the baby because, in his weird, twisted mind, he thought that if the baby was out of the picture, then somehow Caitlin would then turn to him for comfort, and he could comfort her, which obviously didn't. Well, in happen. the meantime, Caitlin strikes it rich because yes. he helped. Like he's yes. like a oil guy or something. I don't know. So she stri- strikes it with yes, yes. It's she strikes it rich, whatever. And blah, but, blah, blah. but basically he's like she'll die of cancer and I'll marry her and she'll die of cancer and then I'll have all her money to comfort yes. me exactly so um, that's <laughs> what happens there's this it's crazy a showdown a sh- basically a sh- uh, literally a shootout where yep. Austin and John John shoot each other at the same uh-huh. time but Austin shoots him f- slightly first and yes. so John dies but Austin, but Austin still gets is wounded. hit mm-hmm. is immediately taken to a hospital he yes. survives the very um, last chapter. It's just basically uh, everyone's happy. Willow goes to the hospital to see Austin, and he's alive. And, and Charlie and Caitlin are reconciled. Both reconcile, um, yeah. And they're like clearly gonna like be there for each other. Yep. And obviously, like Willow and Austin are like, I love you. Da da da. I love you. Let's be together forever. Let's let's, let's let, let our this flame <laughs> never die. Oh it's my god! Eternal flame. Eternal of love. flame. Eternal oh, what flame is of that? Love. Is this feeling an eternal flame? Yes, it is. Whoa, is that a song? Yeah. Oh. Right? Isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, I'm not going to sing it. Um, <laughs> wow. So what we're is short on time. But, um, but yeah, so, so the ending go. was crazy. Like, just so much happened so quickly. So you, like, blink. Let's just say really quick final thoughts because yes. we're running so short on time. Does anybody have any final <laughs> thoughts? I will say one thing I struggled with a little bit, which is why I didn't probably give it as high of a rating as sure. you guys did, is because I was like... I love this type of genre, but like, how many things happen to Willow? So, first of all, her grandfather dies. Then her house gets burned down. Then she's attacked in the warehouse. Then she has someone try to take her and like cut her throat. Then she literally um, gets kidnapped. Then she gets kidnapped again. Again. Then while getting tased, like then she gets John. Like at one point, I think is holding her. Oh yeah. Yes. So at the very end, so like seven things happen to her. And I feel like at the end, she just kind of is like, all right, Austin, I love you. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. If one of those things happen, and I'm not saying, because this is very... Trauma counseling. Yes. yes. This is very much like, Obviously. I think, very like traditional of this type of book. But yes. I, it's been a long time since I've read a book that had this many things happen to the same person. Even in, in The Negotiator, there was a few things here and there, but there was not eight major... Cr- 
like traumatic yeah, things that, that happened. Um, and you find out also, I will say that John basically in the very end of the book reveals all the reasons why he did what he did, including kill her grandfather. Oh yes, oh, right. That's right. Yeah, he yeah. was he was the one who did it. And, one did it. Tra- and burned down and house. Yeah, all of the things. crazy thing. All the things. So he was obviously the Insane. the second guy, yes. and like he basically the sheriff was being blacked is why he was involved oh, with it. Yeah, right. right. So yeah. that's why the sheriff paints. Yeah, yes. exactly. So yes, any thoughts uh, from you guys? So, um. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I think my biggest thought was the Christian fiction tie-in. Yes. Oh yeah. Because I know that we like talked more with Bethany Turner about this, and we've been having discussions amongst ourselves yeah. about like th- that genre and and what it can look like and what mm-hmm. it does look like and all that stuff. <clears throat> and to me, this type of book is a little bit. I don't even know if I would. Call, I don't know if I would say irritating or frustrating. I don't know if that's the right word. Those are the right words. Yeah. Okay. But basically, to me, it's like. This is the type of Christian fiction that you is could, expected. You could write it, and you don't have to be a Christian to write it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because of like yeah. the fi- the way it's very light. It's kind of glossed There's prayers over. in th- throughout certain There's things. There's people like, offer God, up some me. prayers. Like There's, Charlie does yeah. at some point. Very points. minimal yes. scripture reference. Like maybe one. I think there was maybe one scripture reference, and no like reference was given. It was yeah. just like the Lord is my rock. Yeah, you know, like it's very when like she went when we was in the woods. You even need to be a Christian to write this, but I also do think the, the way wh- that it was interspersed is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm not saying that that's what's happening here. I'm, I'm, I'm well, no, I'm but not that's, that. that's but not what I'm saying. I'm just here. saying it's like it's hard for me, like it's hard for me because it's like I'd almost rather it be Christian fiction in the style of like something like Redeeming Love, where it's like. The the whole storyline is so intricately like woven with with God even in the negotiator or, that was very evident in yeah, that book. The negotiator has well, a lot of like yeah. Kate or, also like becomes a Christian in the novel itself. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, yes, like something more like that where scripture is just intimately woven with the plot, and and like Christianity is intimately woven with the plot. I'd rather mm-hmm. it be that way, or like plot twist. Yeah. Where it's just like we get this worldview, or the London yeah. House, where we're getting like the worldview, yeah, like that kind of in between. Is what you feel is like this book it, is almost? It almost no. it almost irritates me. I don't know why. I don't yeah. know why. I'm just saying that it that it does, and I don't I don't know why it does, but it does. And that's okay. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, I can see that. I I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I I felt like it was kind of like what I would expect from Christian fiction. That's you know what I mean. Like there was like right, like you said, like references to God thrown in. People prayed, whatever. Um, I also feel like it was kind of like. Like in moments of, you know what I mean? Like I was thinking about, there was a lot of unrealistic elements to this, which is why you read a book like this typically. You don't read this to be realistic. But, um, or at least I don't. Um, But like I did, I actually kind of thought like, there are moments of danger and she'd be like, all right, Lord, you know, you're going to have to help me with this because I don't know what to do. Like elements like that where I was like, actually, that's realistically, if someone's in a moment of stress, 
they're either quoting something from the Psalms that they've heard since they were three years old, right. or they're saying, okay, God, help me with this. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So well, I, and in she, that element, I thought it was, or aspect, I yeah. thought it was kind of Well, because when she was in the woods, particularly, yeah, she had yeah. the rock in her hand, yep. and she was really scared, and she was basically like, there were a couple like, moments like, like that, if, though. It was if like I die, she, I die. she was like, kind of distressed. You're the rock. Or thinking, like, I die, rock. Yeah. yeah. Which um, we all can which, relate to, is yeah. like that part of like, obviously most of us haven't been in situations like that, but it's like the idea of like, you know, even in moments in our daily lives that we walk around and we're like, hey, God, need you, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel, I mean, you know, kind of thing. Literally every day. Yeah. I think it's hard, too, because it's like people writing for, I can't imagine that people writing for this genre, like, would have a hard time finding the balance. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Because it's like they don't, you don't want it to be. You know, if people do have, like, no, I want to include this in my novel, yeah. then they don't want it to be too light where it's like, oh, like, it was an afterthought. Right. Yeah. And they also don't want it to be, like, banging the Bible over your head. Yeah, yeah. so, like, how do you do So, that? like, finding the balance, I'm sure, is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would think so. Um, so, I'm not saying that I, I mean. I know. Yeah. I've never tried to write a Christian fiction novel before. So. No. Who knows? Maybe one day. <clears throat> maybe one day. And I'll, I, I, if I did, I'd probably get the ratio wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> that's it's a journey. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that's a wrap on. Yeah. Uh, that was, wow. Never let go, yeah. guys. This never is a good go. book. You should. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was worth, honestly, it's worth I'm going to be reading the rest of this Uncommon Justice series. I think I will too. It's definitely yes. it was fun. Um, yeah, super fun. So next, so we so, so that wrapped up our suspense theme. Yes. We read an older, an older published suspense and a more newer release suspense. So mm-hmm. that wrapped it up for you. Our next theme is going to be nostalgia. Nostalgia. I so I said it that weird. <laughs> so a a little bit different because these will probably these will all be older books that we're talking about because they're books that we have nostalgic feelings about. Um, but the first book that we're going to be reading oh and I gosh. am psyched out of my mind about is Christy by Catherine Marshall. You guys, I can't wait. The If you could see their faces. Oh my gosh. It's perfect. Um, this no, is possibly Morgan and I are nutsos for Christy. We love Christy. <laughs> Hashtag Neil McNeil forever. Neil you, McNeil forever. If no, you know, no, no, no. Yes. You, you might know later on. I will say too, so, <laughs> so we want to say one thing for us. When we said nostalgia, we talked about it. We really wanted to have books that meant something to us as children. Yes. So the Christy is the book that Madeline and Morgan, and then the second book in that series is going to be the Mandy series by Lois Gladys L- Lepard. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so anyway, so that's going to be kind of the, the second one there. And those are books that I read as a child. So it's, yes. it's just going to be fun to read them through an adult lens and kind of talk about mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, so we're excited about yes. that, that that genre. It's going to be fun. Yes. So um, I think that's pretty much it. That's it. Stay yeah. Tuned. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep keep it lit. lit!